Thanks a lot. Part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you live on a Friday. Here we go. Spaghetti and meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess. And joining me, as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the Paulie kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? All right, we are recording this right after the Cowboys-Saints game. Parlay Kid and I are. The rest of it, we recorded at another time. I'm going to be honest with you. 27-17, it just ended a few minutes ago. Parlay Kid, I call 28-16 on Fox, whatever, I'll take it. I My streak is over, my five-game losing streak. And as far as the game goes, I don't care that they had more passing yards than us. I don't care that they had better time of possession. I don't care about any of it. We'll take the win. We don't have to worry about anything on Sunday. I will take that win. We didn't look great, but I'll take it. Yeah, that's how we feel, Sal. Like, I feel it's a weird, uh, I have a weird feeling right now, Sal, though. I, I, you know, I hit my uh, first TD prop, right? Uh, Gallup, yes. bam, nice, awesome. Um, Good job. Good job by you. We're, we're up uh, 75 oh, units again or something crazy. on that. Terrific crazy. job. Uh, then I hit my lamb over yards prop. Easy. Mm-hmm. Cowboys cover. I had that. Three for three night. Uh, and yet there's a little hole inside of me. I just felt like the Cowboys were missing something tonight. There's something missing. But you know what, Sal? A win is a win. It wasn't pretty. We had to grind it out. Sometimes you need these wins as you get closer to the postseason because these are the type of games you have to win in the postseason when you kind of got to grind it out you don't look great but you find a way to win defense stepped up big time made plays where they had to um offense still looks a little out of rhythm i don't know what's going on some of the play calling towards the end of the game was very suspect um dak does dak you know was not able to get the ball downfield really very well uh, but uh, a win's a win, like you said. We'll take it, Sal. And uh, now we don't have anything to worry about Sunday. We could just enjoy Sunday, I try know. to win some money, and um, Cowboys get back at it. They're very, they're very close to maybe putting this division away soon. Yeah, I think maybe even one more win. I think nine and eight actually wins this division. But look, I, and, and get, I get it. Like I get the Bill Simmons of the world and Hench is like, oh, Taysom Hill, he doesn't even belong on a depth chart. All That's right, true. All right. And by the way, and J- Jameis Winston would be like, what What the hell was the talk in, in training camp? Are, are you kidding me? I think, I think we've seen enough in everyone's defense there. He's not a $90 million quarterback. He's probably not a quarterback. But we did figure it out. When he was running all over us, Parley Kid, I was like – just stack the box. What are we doing? He's got that big metal thing. How do you throw with that that gigantic metal cast on your middle finger of all fingers yeah. right there? How is he throwing the ball? Hey, but finally they stacked the box and couldn't let him. He wouldn't be able to roll after that. And uh, I don't even know if Mike McCarthy would have figured it out until like, um, I don't know, three weeks <laughs> from now. But luckily he wasn't there tonight. And uh, we got on Hill's case and uh, we, we did what we did. Like you said, the defense stepped up. Hill was 19 for 41. Two touchdowns, four interceptions, but 100 yards rushing. It was a weird game. Yeah, for well, sure. I, you know, I mentioned it on the podcast. Uh, uh, I, I, we're going to hear it uh, mm-hmm. as we get along into this podcast here. But uh, I think, uh, you know, the, the Cowboys need to play ahead in this game and make Hill pass. Because, mm-hmm. quite frankly, if they would have fallen behind like 10 to 3, it could have just been Hill running the ball. 
all mm-hmm. night, right? And then that could have been very frustrating because I don't know. Yeah. We could have stacked the box, but I still feel like, man, he was having some success with that. Uh, and obviously, even with the healthy hand, um, he couldn't really throw the ball. And let me ask you something, Sal. I, I, they kind of just went, skip gloss right over it. How is that not a fumble when uh, the ball gets hit oh, out and goes backwards? Like, that was bad. We got a bad call uh, for us, right? But I think that was a makeup call for everything last well, Thursday. But that blindside block was terrible. This one, this was really bad, too, because the arm was going forward, but the hand definitely wasn't. But Sal, That's where the ball's released from the hand. The hand wasn't going forward, and they called it an incomplete pass. But I think we picked it off two plays later I or something, know, right? We did, I but we, uh, we did, but then Dak got picked. I think that's when then Dak got picked. But right. Sal, I'm just thinking about that call. I know it's, it doesn't mean anything now, but the ball, even if it goes backwards, so isn't it a yeah, backwards right. pass? It's a fumble. I, they totally looked at the arm and not the hand. I, a, I don't. I don't get it. I don't it know. There. I don't know. It just was bothering me. I'm like, I, maybe yeah. I'm seeing this wrong, but whatever. Uh, it was nice. To so see. listen. I mean, I, I look at this team and I'm like, you know, we're probably not better than Tampa, even though we played them tough, or Green Bay. But um, it, it's a war of attrition, right? Like, it, it, we got to get to the finish line here, and with our players intact, well, I'm not even looking for the. Two seed, one seed, whatever. You know, you only one seed gets a buy all the way through. But I just want everyone. I mean, Dak doesn't really look healthy. He's not even close to taking he, off oh, like on man. third and three when he can I know that's or something like that. You with it. He won't. I uh, just want to see one a, one a game. Just Wouldn't want to get, especially when you're not running well. Like uh, before that Pollard run, we were not running well at well, all. We had nothing. That's and uh, just mix it up a little. Um, but uh, again, that's I, I, you have to think maybe they're telling him not to run. At this point, I would, I would, I would guess so, Sal. But what are you better off staying in the pocket and getting hit? Like what? What's the difference? You run, you might as well run and avoid getting right. hit, and then get down. Yeah, he's really not a threat to run right now. That's hurting a little bit. Zeke is, he's got to be playing at like like fifty percent right now. He he's yeah. limping around like visibly has a limp. Uh, you know now they got some time off. They got you know they're gonna have a week and a half. Maybe he mm-hmm. can get healthy. But they might have to sit him for a game or so uh, at this point. They might. And, everyone we talk to that knows something says, "Well, you need him in there to block because when Pollard's in uh, there, you know they'll they'll just they'll just blitz and then that'll be that." But I don't know. It's I, kinda... I guess so. But I think that's where then you got to get a little extra protection for him out right. there. Maybe go you go a couple tight ends out there uh, right. if you have to without Zeke in there. Uh, but or. I, but my, but I also would counter that by saying because Pollard's more of a run threat at this point, you could use more play action to hold the defense yep. at bay as well. So right. there's things they can do. Um, I, again, Parsons, Sal, this kid. Oh my god! It's crazy what goes on. I know we look for defensive player of the year numbers, and he's nowhere to be I know, found. But, but people I mean, are talking. They're starting to say, and I've said this for a couple of weeks. He should be in that conversation. For not just it's been great. rookie uh, defensive player of the year, but defensive player of the year. Thank goodness I'll for him and it. Diggs. I don't care what the, the stat nerds say about Diggs. Sometimes he gets beat, but so does everybody, especially when he's usually sure. in one-on-one coverage. And occasionally you're going to get beat. But the guy's been making yep. big play after big play. Uh, Lawrence is back. Gregory will be back. The Cowboys are only, I think, going to get better. Uh, although, so I do have to say. And you know, I I call for Jalen Smith's 
uh, removal. Van Der Esch. Two Van years Esch ago. Van yeah. Der Esch now, he is yep. cooked. He is done. He should not be on a professional football field. If the, he looks lost out there. If the Cowboys yeah. released him, he might end up like, like Jalen Smith. Somebody gives him a game, he'd be out of the league. He's he's killing him, but I don't know if they have a better option because Jabri- Jabril Cox was hurt weeks and weeks ago, uh, the kid from LSU. The, pr- the problem is my oldest son just had to get rid of his Syndergaard jersey, and then if Van Der Esch leaves, I don't know, it's the Nordic players I think are doing it. Like, <laughs> We've got to get rid of too many jerseys. But let's let's uh, let's hear from the other guys. We'll take it, Parley Kid, 27-17. Yes. At, least li- at least little Jordan Humphrey and a guy who couldn't pass a ball uh, didn't beat Thank us today. Uh, so we'll take the win. Lots to cover here. The extra points, arcade. We got uh, bowl championships. We got, no, we have conference championship games. We have NFL games. All right, NFL. There's a few big ones here. Let's go over them. Cincinnati, home, three-point favorite, 50 and a half against the L.A. Chargers. This is one of those AFC North takes on the AFC West. It's going to be battling each other. These are going to be big games the entire rest of the way. It's going to decide the sixth and seventh and fifth seeds, I think, in the AFC. I'm going the Bengals. I like it. 2020 rookie quarterback studs head-to-head, and I'm taking Joe Burrow. I trust them slightly more. Look, the Chargers, they lose to everyone good, and the Bengals lost to the Jets. So I, I don't know what to do, but I do know Maybe the quarterbacks don't factor as much. Maybe it's Joe Mixon, who in two weeks, 58 carries for 288 yards, four touchdowns. Derrick Henry-esque, just pounding the ball against a team this week who's dead last in rushing yards allowed, 30th in rushing touchdowns allowed, charges one in five against the spread in their last six overall. I think the North takes this one, 30 to 20. Parley Kidd, you agree with me? So I I agree with you uh, on everything you just said. I also think that these West Coast teams, when they got to travel at this time of the year uh, to these cold weather cities, there's always a little bit of a struggle there for them as well. Uh, the Cincinnati seems to be peaking at the right time, a kind of a, a very convincing win over the Raiders a few weeks back, and then just absolutely annihilating the Steelers in a statement victory this past weekend. I think they're rolling. I think they're just a little bit better. I think they got more a balance on their offense right now with Mixon running and uh, obviously some stud receivers that can catch it. They're the better team. I'll take uh, I'll take Cincy minus the three here, Sal. Uh, I, like whoever loses this game, we're going to be like, what the hell happened to this team, right? Like what, what, we've seen such good efforts out of Cincinnati and then we've seen them lose to the Jets and we've seen them get blown out by the Browns and the Chargers should beat everybody and come up short, right? Like it's going to be weird that is it fair to say that one of these two teams maybe doesn't make the playoffs if they lose or is it too early? Well, I don't know. Char- yeah, it's probably a little too early, but the chargers certainly, if they lose again, they just might spiral out. Yeah. I guess it's too early for all this. All right, listen, this next one, we're going to have some music for you. This is our better edge game of the week. Meatballs play it. Let's hear it. You get the edge. You guys can't see it, but it's hard to explain Harry rocking out to this heavy metal uh, promo while wearing a Dorothy Blanche and Sophia hot pink T-shirt. Uh, obviously, obviously, uh, yeah. 
That you, is tremendous. You're the winner. Pay for dinner. Harry did not write these lyrics. That's right. He's not, he doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, who lied about his Thanksgiving dinner consumption, 1,800 calories, cost people some money. Cost someone a hat right there. Toby Mergler. Uh, Toby. All right. Sorry, Toby. There you go. Here we go. My better edge goes to the Las Vegas Raiders. I know I'm going to regret this, but I'm taking the Raiders and the short number. Why hasn't this gone to three? It's two and a half. East Coast team going west on a short week. Not taking the dog. Derek Carr, Las Vegas, put up over 500 yards of offense versus my Cowboys. Jerks. They're not finished yet. I think they get it done versus a Washington team that's two and seven. Make that three and seven against the spread. Last 10. Riverboat Ron gets routed 27 14 Raiders. Parley Kid, what do you think? Sal, I agree with you here. Uh, just like you said, the uh, Washington football team on a short week. And the Raiders on a long, extended week, east to west coast travel. It's all adding up here for the Raiders. They keep their playoffs hope alive with a convincing win over this Washington football team. Washington struggled with a bad, bad Seattle football team, just eking that one out. And I thought that was the best effort they could give. Raiders in this take the two and a half out. All right. Brother Bry, what do you like? Yeah, well, my better edge goes to the over 49 and a half in this game. I'm not falling for the Raiders' short favorites. Uh, that I'm not taking the bait here. Um, mm. But since the new stadium has opened, it's weird. This over has gone 10-3-1. and one. Um, it, It's 4-2, and two actually, in this season. So the Raiders have given up. Even though I think the Raiders' defense is still actually, to me, this is the best they've played in years, even though they've struggled. But they, they still have given up. They make a they make a big play when they need to. I feel like in some of these games, but they still have given up thirty two or more points in three straight. Mm. Uh, Washington still struggles against the pass. I do think Carr is going to have put up good numbers in this game, so I'm going to go over forty nine and a half. There you go, Harry. All right, you're taking Washington, aren't you? I'm taking Washington. Look at. <laughs> The parlay kid can change teams from Dallas. What's he even doing wearing that uh, cowboy sweatshirt? He loves the Patriots. So if he can switch from <laughs> Dallas to the Patriots, I can switch favorite teams from New York Giants to Washington. What? Look, what? Washington. <laughs> well, I'm taking Washington. They're controlling their own. They control their own destiny with this game against the Raiders. And then they play the NFC East. They could win the NFC East here. Mm. Washington has won three in a row and have done it by turning their defense around. Last four games, Washington's averaging uh, just Eight, giving up 18 points a game. Heineke's been pretty good last three games. Five touchdowns, just one pick. And, Brother Bry, you know that you're just waiting for this late-season collapse by the Raiders, who are 30th in the already? league in points against, and have only four picks in the season. Washington wins four in a row. You're changing your favorite team. This is uh, to a division rival, no less. <laughs> I've not seen anything like it. This is really great. Or like kid, change it to the Patriots and Belichick. Harry, no you don't even know the... there. What's the name of the Washington team? <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> he's fickle. He said he's wearing a gold. You're the one who said Redskins about eight times on these shows. <laughs> he's wearing a golden girl. He's probably going to switch to Cagney and Lacey next week. You'll see. That's how fickle it is. All right. That's our better edge of the week. Uh, meatballs. Let's hear the song one more time. You get the edge. All right. 
Wow, it is pretty great. I will it say. It is really is good. Really good. <laughs> really good. Right nice up show. Harry's alley. Babyface, uh, you did a nice job with that. The Edge is brought to you by Better Edge, bringing the edge back to the betters with no fee sports betting at betteredge.com. You, not the book, set the price of betting lines so you can make bank with no VIG or sports book fees. Better Edge is available in 45 states for real money sports betting positions. This week, Better Ooh. Edge is bringing back the free pick'em contest with Against the Odds of Winner. Receives a free copy of Madden 22. Enter for week seven at B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com slash A-A-O. Create an account and use code A-A-O for $10 on your first order. Play the game without getting played at betteredge.com. Do you guys know the Babyface Solomon story from um, last week? I think maybe you, you texted us, right? Babyface, jump in here and, and tell that story with your daughter. Oh, uh, I think I'm not sure if I told you guys, but uh, my daughter is in a uh, after school program with a, a very ambitious uh, coach that has them doing flag football and uh, all kinds of athletics. And uh, they, the coach said to her, what does your dad do? And he said, oh, I don't he he works in podcasts with a guy, Cousin Sal. And the guy got really excited and he said, oh, is it a gambling podcast? And Phoebe, uh, my daughter, had no idea what he was talking about. And so the coach said, is your dad baby face Joel Solomon? And uh, so Phoebe had no idea. And then that night at dinner, we were just sitting there and she said, uh, hey, baby face, can you pass the mashed potato? said, what? Does everyone call you Babyface? And I said, I, I, how do you even know that? And because this coach job blew me up uh, and uh, is, ta- is teaching nine-year-olds now how to gamble and listen to so uh, the pod I get. Yeah. <laughs> I now she's been calling me Babyface right. for uh, the last two weeks. Oh, that's great. Uh, See, it. that's how it works. Yeah, Listen, yeah. I'm still Dado Fado at my house. I think you got the better deal. Babyface <laughs> is nice. It's a youthful uh, expression. All right, <laughs> let's teach him how to gamble even more. The younger uh, younger kids here. Baltimore minus 4, 44 is the over-under at Pittsburgh. Oh, man, these teams, this division. I, I, you know what? I like the Steelers' first half more than anything because both teams get off to horrifically slow starts, and it's probably going to be 0-0 into the fourth quarter. Mm. But... um. I don't know. They they they're about even. I mean, let's face it. Like Steelers are five five and one. The Ravens can call themselves eight and three, but they're not an eight and three team. Uh, I don't love the Steelers the way they move the ball. I don't like the way their defense is playing. It's supposed to be all defense, uh, but I think they're pretty even teams. And the Steelers are getting four at home. The De- Deontay Johnson's the bright spot for this team. Nine catches for ninety five last week on the road. The Ravens zero and two is a four point favorite or more. Maybe it switches a little bit on the Harbaugh's this week. I get it. No music in practice for Pittsburgh, but plus four, Harry, is music to my ears. You see what I did there? I'm taking Pittsburgh plus the points in a close, low-scoring game. Brother Bry, you agree? Yeah, and actually it just went to four and a half, so oh, wow. I feel, feel a little bit better there. But, you I know, do. like, you know, you know, Steelers couldn't have looked worse last week. Do they play like that again? I doubt it. You know, how often, and the thing is, how often are the Steelers getting points at home? You, you rarely kind of see this. Uh, it's historically a hard-hitting, really close game. But the Ravens haven't played well either, you know? They could have eas- easily have lost their last four. Uh, the Ravens are 2-3 and three against the spread on the road. The Steelers, though, still as an underdog, although they didn't cover last week, they're still 4-2 and two on the season as an underdog. So I think it's a real close game, a 23-20-ish type of game, similar to what we normally see. Yeah, between these two. 
the home teams have to win these games. And I guess they have two against, right? They'll have them a couple more weeks yep. still. They'll play Baltimore. Babyface, yep. how do you feel about this? I one? mean, you, usually I, you feel confident that the Steelers uh, will bounce back and get up for especially Ravens week. But, oh, this is, uh, yeah, I mean, this is... Uh, uh, I mean, wow, I, I, you do feel confident. Listen <laughs> yeah, no, I, this way, everyone always <laughs> talks about Tomlin going, uh, he's never been under 500. But this is uh, looking like the year and. I, I think Harry put a curse on them, honestly. I don't think so. I think eight, 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 eight and one. <laughs> they won't go under That's 500. True. I think you got that. That tie was uh, huge. All right. Kansas City. Talk about line movements, brother. Brian went to minus nine and a half. It was 10, I believe, mm. all week. Now nine and a half, yep. 47 and a half. This is a Sunday night game against Denver. Denver came out and beat up on the Chargers last week. They're inexplicable performances. I think they're three and one now without Von Miller. Also three and one mm-hmm. since I pick them on Thursday versus the Browns assholes put me started a slide, <laughs> but uh, I'm bad. It's all right. I'll figure it out. Andy Reid seven and one after a bye as a chief's head coach. I think they're back. I think they're back. They put up decent numbers offensively versus the Cowboys, at least in the first half. We saw what they did the week before against the Raiders Broncos one and four against the number in their last five versus the AFC in the last four times. These two have met. The Chiefs have won by an average of 19 points. I think they win by 14 this week, 31-17. Harry? Well, uh, look, uh, past couple of times this season, I've taken a couple spite bets. Hmm. Well, I'm taking Denver with the points, whether you get 9.5, whether you get 10. This is in principle. I'm taking a principle bet here because no way should Kansas City be a 9.5, 10-point favorite. Look, the Broncos are one game behind Kansas City in the West. One game. And they're getting 9.5 or 10 points. I just think that's silly. It's not like Denver's pulling games out of their ass. Five of their six wins, they have won the game by double digits. Kansas City is 1-3 and against the spread. This year, a night game, Sal, and night games. And the Chiefs, last five games, they have co- they have scored more than 20 points just once. Denver's given up the third least points in the league at 17.8. Give me the nine and a half, 10 points all day. This line is so inflated because of whatever. Andy Reid's, uh, you know, like you said, his record off a of bye. Mahomes, their past history. I think it's way too many points. I'm taking the Broncos. All right. You have to swear. I mean, it's not very golden girls. <laughs> yeah. I do there. Uh, yeah, you that's a tough one. I know. Well. I mean, I, I was really wrong by this, uh, that Denver team. All right. We're a little loose with the language because the NFL playoff race is heating up and you can make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook right now. All customers get a $10 parlay bet bonus. Just place $20 in the same game parlay bet. Get a $10 bonus regardless of if your bet wins or loses. Same game parlay. You could do it. Let's say with the Bengals and Chargers, you want borrow over yards. Harry, you want um, mixing over yards, rushing, and then take the sure. Bengals money line. That sounds good, right? That's only if you like the Bengals. You like the Chargers. That bet sucks. Easy to use. You can bet live. You could uh, do oh, fast withdrawals when you win. FanDuel pays you in as little as two hours. Odds boost specials. No feeling like now in a same game parlay bet. Lock in yours today on FanDuel Sportsbook and make every moment count. If you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, sign up today with promo code against all odds to also receive a risk-free bet up to a thousand dollars. That's promo code against all odds. So they know that we sent you. All right. Six. Actually, there's more, but six big conference championship games. Let's start with one. I love that this one's Friday night, Utah, two and a half point favorite, 57 and a half over Oregon. What was that? Two weeks ago, Harry, they just beat the crap out of them, right? Wasn't yeah. even close. Later. And, and I had- loved it. 
You had Utah. And I loved Utah. This is Allegiant Stadium. This is your team, Bry. You have to share it with the Raiders this week, right? Yes, they do. It's yep. in Las Vegas. Ducks 5-2 and two against the spread in the last seven as an underdog. The Utes 0-4 against a number in the last four in a neutral site game. They're not going to have that crazy crowd behind them like they did a couple weeks ago. I like Anthony Brown to throw a couple big passes down the stretch in a close game. And couldn't you see it? Mario Cristobal says, hey, say what you want about me. I've come away with another Pac-12 championship. Oregon 35, Utah 30. What do you say, Harry? Yeah, I kind of like that too, Sal. I not like you mentioned. I, I loved Utah a couple weeks ago. That was my best bet of the week. Um, but yeah, uh, Anthony Brown, good game last week. Three total touchdowns. A running back, Travis Dye, had uh, two scores and 140 yards. You mentioned it's not in Salt Lake City now. So listen, I, I think there's a situation where or- Oregon gets revenge here. Um, they take care of the Utes, uh, win the Pac-12 championship for the third straight season. Taking Oregon with a small point. All right, let's move to one where there actually is a home team. Cincinnati playing at home. They have that fourth spot holding on ever so dearly, mm. so close. Do they need to make a statement? I think they do. Ten and a half point favorite, 53 and a half is the over-under against Houston. Something to prove. Cincinnati eight and three against the spread in the last eleven home games, five and zero oh against the number in the last five versus a team with a winning record. I like Desmond Ritter enough. Thrown for 3,000 yards, I think exactly. Jerome Ford run for over 1,000, 17 touchdowns. This is on the low-scoring side, but still, they put a pounding on Houston and leave no doubt that they should be the number four team. And then in a couple weeks, they'll get spanked by Georgia. (laughs) 27-10, final score, Cincinnati. No, Brian, you'd say not so fast. It would be funny if they get another rematch, right, Cincy-Georgia from last year. But yeah, 10.5, I I just think it seems like it's too much here. Like, to me, I seem like something might go wrong with this playoff where at least since he at least gets a little bit of a scare. Mm-hmm. Um, so since he has certainly taken care of business the last few weeks, they played really well, but so is Houston. I mean, Houston's a team that's won 11 straight games. Both teams are good offensively. They're both, you know, Cincinnati's a little bit better defensively, but Houston is also solid. Um, the one thing you could say is tune the quarterback for, for Houston has gotten blown out twice in his career to since he, um, yep. But again, I, I think this, I, I don't know, in a championship game here between two an 11-1 team, 12-0 team, I, I, I think 10.5 is just too much. So I think it's like a seven-point victory. But Cincinnati, you better hope they get off to an early lead because this might be one of those games that they fall behind early, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, the nerves start getting to you, start pressing a little bit. So uh, I think they need to get off to a big start early in order to cover here, but I don't think they do. All right, let's move on to the Big Ten Championship. Michigan, 10 and a half, 43 and a half over Iowa. This is going to be very different from their game last week, or maybe it won't, but I just think aesthetically it will. No snow. They're not at home. This is now, where is this? This is in Indianapolis, right? Then a dome. Yeah, Lucas Field. You know, don't have to worry about the elements. They do have to worry about a hangover. There are hangover losses all over the Big Ten this year. Iowa beats Penn State. Loses to Purdue. Purdue beats Iowa. Loses to Wisconsin. Michigan State beats Michigan. Loses to Purdue. But and that's not even teams that covered. You know, this is straight out losses. I don't. I'm not going to go that far. Even though Iowa has won five of its last seven against Michigan, they're both top ten rushing defenses. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. One average seventeen point two a game. The other seventeen point three. Michigan zero and three in neutral site games under Jim Harbaugh. I get it. Haskins, Corum, or Dynamite, but Tyler Goodson pretty good too. 
for Iowa. Three of his last four over 100 yards rushing. I don't know if it's Spencer Petras or, or Padilla. Petras comes in and, uh, and does well. They were losing 21-6, Iowa was, to Nebraska. Comes back and wins. I think Kirk Ferentz gets the cover. 21-16, Michigan wins, but a close one. Harley Kidd, you say the better team is just going to roll. I think Michigan's rolling here, Sal. I think when we look at these two teams, uh, you know, let's look at the last five. You know, the, the uh, Iowa's won their last five games, Sal, but oh, with five, four games, I'm sorry. Uh, but really have squeaked by some very marginal teams, including a Nebraska team that was playing uh, down their quarterback. And yeah. uh, they, it took 19 points in the fourth quarter to get by them. Uh, I don't think this team is really very good. They rank uh, – they're not even in the top 120 in offensive statistics uh-huh. in the NCAA. Their offense is putrid. Uh, yes. Is their defense a, a top defense? Yes. Is Michigan's defense a top defense? Yes. The difference is Michigan's offense is a lot better than Iowa's offense. I think that that, that way they win this game by two-plus touchdowns here. So they're rolling. They feel great after yeah. last week. They're not going to have any letdown here. It is not happening now. They win. They win. Uh, they beat Iowa uh, in a pretty good way here. So here's a brother, Brian. You'll like. You'll appreciate this. But uh, you know, just a terrible hemorrhaging loss and uh, all, all weekend and Thursday and whatever. And I checked my futures bets for college. I had Michigan on a parlay to not make the playoffs. Of course, the other <laughs> five. I'm like, oh my god, shit! And I was like, kind of rooting for them too. Uh, nothing's Sam. worse than all of a sudden you forget a future doing? like that. It's yeah. So good. So now Harry, what do I? Ha- what do Harry, I do? Like 30, 80 to 1? 30, 30, 30, 80 to 1 on the Wolverines. Harry's got him 80 to 1, so why don't you buy that from Harry? Oh, really? Is that what I need to do? Wait, no, that's <laughs> even worse. Do 80 to 1. Good. How much on it, Harry? Like 12 bucks. <laughs> I didn't even tell you guys. Harry, the other huh. day, I guess it was last weekend, bet, I think it was 11 head to head golf matchups, all for a oh, dollar oh, 10 to bastard. win a dollar. You're the bastard. A dollar ten to win a dollar on eleven. That's that's and it wasn't even and it was the European tour. It wasn't even the PGA tour. What's the goddamn point of that? Come on, you're a grown no man. Reason. Just want to see. I don't know, but just I have no clue. I I really didn't, but I just want. I said, ah, whatever. I know, but what if you go eleven for eleven? Like, what? What do you? What even happens? It's not happening. <laughs> oh, it's uh, okay. All right. All right. Well, yeah. Why worry about that? <laughs> what if we go eight and three? All right. All right. Uh, if it's an experiment, it's one thing. All right. Oklahoma State. Yeah, pronounce half the guys' names that I took, so I don't even. I know. So just maybe stay away altogether. I don't know. Wait. What? What? Still what's still action? What did your record end up being? I don't even look. I don't even doesn't know. know Do you know? Look. I don't even you know. Just, yeah, you, you, you would see the results. You would never even know. I mean, that you know, you, you, yeah. you wouldn't I didn't even check the results, Brian. I didn't even check. <laughs> see, that's how rich this guy is. Just throws it around. If I win, I win. I lose, I lose. What's a dollar ten? Uh, Oklahoma State minus four and a half against Baylor. Forty six and a half is the over under. Parlay kid, you like the over. We'll get to you in a second. I think the Bears pull off the upset. I think this is a screwy one. I know they lost by ten earlier in the year. When they played Bohannon, the quarterback, Jerry Bohannon for Baylor, 2,160 yards, 17 touchdowns, six picks. Uh, they got Abram Smith as a team. I 1,366 yards rushing. He's got a dozen touchdowns. I think the coach, Dave Aranda, gets it done. They're 13-4-1 against the spread in their last 18 as a dog. 26-23 type game. Maybe too emotional for Oklahoma State. Big game last week. Uh, upset. 26-23. I think you'll Enjoy that score if it comes out, Parley Kid. 
Yes, yeah, so, you know, I don't have a great feel of this game. I just haven't seen Baylor play too much this year, right? So I've seen OK State play. Uh, Baylor's kind of a little bit of an unknown to me. Uh, but if you look at both these teams, they're very similar. They both throw the ball okay. They're not the uh, uh, the best in the uh, country. They're right in the middle of the pack. And they both run the ball very well, too. So they both kind of have good balance on the offensive side. Oklahoma State averages about 31, almost 32 points a game. Baylor averages 33 to 34 points a game. You add that up, you're talking about mid-60s. Now, again, they do it against some of these weak sisters in their conference. But at the same time, I just think the point total here, 46 and a half, that's what we said, right, Sal, uh-huh. for this game? I think it's a little low um, for a game that uh, it's not going to be too high scoring. But like you said, it's going to be a 28-24 type of game here. Uh, and I, if I'm going to say I'm never really on Oklahoma State. We know they let you down time after time, Sal. Yeah. So I wonder if they come back and bite you this time. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I'm staying away from the game. Let's just take the over. You know what? I'll put a dollar ten to win a dollar on it, just so I say I <laughs> won't get hurt. And I won't even check the result. Don't even tell me what happens on uh, on Saturday. Uh, all right. This is the big one, or is it? I don't know. SEC Championship, Georgia, six and a half point favorite, 49 and a half, the over-under against Alabama. I think Alabama needs this game. By the way, you guys see how many games this snaps a streak of how many games Alabama has been favored in. You want to guess how many before this week? Uh, oh, so like 50 something. Harris got 53. I'm going to say more. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say 75, 63, 92. Oh my gosh. 92. I mean, they play a dozen games a year. That's not, it's not a baseball team. <laughs> 92 games. That's crazy. Oh, That's my eight gosh. Eight years worth of games. Uh, there's a case to Nuts. be made that Georgia doesn't care about this game. They're in the playoffs, but I, I'm not buying it. I think they they win. They win big. And then Kirby Smart's all over this one. The defense is suffocating. Bama, as we see, already gets off to slow starts. They can look up and Stetson Bennett, who's become pretty good. He's underrated. He could be like up 17-6 on them. Um, they played four common opponents. I think this matters. They played four common opponents this season. Yeah, both teams have won against all of them. Auburn, Florida, mm-hmm. Arkansas, Tennessee. Georgia's average margin of victory, 28. Alabama's nine. So I just think this is a mismatch. They want to get them out of the way. Bulldogs, six and one against the spread in the last seven games mm-hmm. in December. Jordan also 11 and four against the spread. Last 15 neutral site games. It just looks weird with Alabama getting this many points. But it's not going to be weird when you look up and Georgia wins 37-17, Harry. Yeah, you're right, Sal. It does look weird, but I'm with you. I mean, look, uh, Saban and Crimson Tide, uh, the best team they played this year has been Mississippi. That Auburn kid doesn't run out of bounds. Alabama doesn't even have, doesn't even have a chance to win this game against Auburn. Uh, they had three points at the end of the game. They barely beat Florida. Uh Alabama did uh, and Florida a couple weeks ago gave up 52 points to Samford. You mentioned other games, Sal, that beat LSU, Arkansas, and that Auburn game. There were t- three touchdown, at least three touchdown favorites in all those games. Uh-huh. They won those three games by a grand total of 15 points. This isn't the normal Alabama team we see uh, year in, year out. Uh, you're right, Sal. I think it's Kirby Smart's time. It's the Bulldogs' time and Georgia this year. Total domination. 488 points. 
to 83 on the season. You mentioned Setson Bennett, who's been very good. He's a solid quarterback, too. I think Georgia rolls, and I think they roll big by 24 or more. There you go. What do you guys think, Rob? Well, because this is the big one. We'll let you weigh in here. Parley kid. I don't know. Is this a good teaser game? Take Georgia just to win? Throw with something else in the pros? Yeah, boy. No, South, no I, I, I would. That's what I would do. I'd probably put them on a, on a, on a two-teamer. Mm-hmm. Just take Georgia to win. Uh, their defense just to be seems to be too stout, and I can't get that Auburn game out of my mind for three quarters. Alabama's offense just wasn't yeah. just wasn't very good against a defense that's not very good. So I can't imagine what Georgia may bring to the table here this week against this Alabama defense. And I just think they're going to be so fired up that this Georgia uh-huh. defense they really they want to shut them down. Uh, but it's a lot of points to give an Alabama team. So I'll, I'll throw them on a teaser somewhere. So. I, I mean, I know this is the lamest Alabama team we've seen in a while, but specifically they don't have like big play threats. It doesn't see, I, I know there's athletes right. all over the place, right. but like if they're right, like you're not going to see two 60 yard touchdowns. I don't think right. right. But I, that, that's uh, one thing I'm not afraid of with that. They lost Alabama. a lot from last yeah. year too. Sure. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it's like 14 pros every year. Insanity. All right. I'm taking them on a teaser. Pitt, three and a half point favorite over Wake Forest. 71 and a half is the over under. You know, I'm taking Wake Forest here. I know we, we talked about Pickett and what has to do his thing. Uh, yeah, probably needs about five touchdowns to be considered for the Heisman. This will be a January 1st bowl, uh, bowl game for the winner, I believe, um, here. So it's, it's sort of a, it's a big game for sure. The Panthers, one in five, though, against the spread in the last six on a neutral site game. I don't mind Sam Hartman, 60% of his passes, but 3,700 yards, 34 touchdowns, 10 picks. They average about 170 on the ground, which I think is going to be uh, tough. You know, Syracuse, your team stayed with them for a little bit, Harry, before they fell apart. Uh, Pitt, I think they're the, the, the country's darling here. Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett, but don't forget Wake Forest undefeated for a while. I think they win a shootout 39, 34. Brother Bri, you're going against me here. Well, I do think it's going to be high scoring. I mean, it should be. But I I, I do think the Pittsburgh, I, I've thought the whole season, or at least for the last two months, that they're the best team in the AFC. You know, mm-hmm. I think their win against Clemson was probably the best one in the division or the conference, other than maybe the Clemson blowing out Wake Forest, too. So I, I guess this falls under Harry's try-by for, for, for Wake Forest, if, if you do like <laughs> them. But... I don't know. I don't trust the. I still can't. I cannot trust the Wake team. I think I've said this every time we've gone over these games. But Wake has had given up forty-two plus uh, points in three of their last four games. Both teams are gonna score. I just think Pittsburgh's the more balanced team. I'm hoping this line comes back down to three or two and a half. But I, I'm willing to lay the three and a half here. I, I do right. think Pickett has a has a monster game. Harry, explain the try by because it worked with uh, Michigan Ohio State last week. Explain it that did. one and then explain this one. Yeah. Well, Michigan lost to Michigan State. Right. And then Ohio State just pummeled. Uh, Ohio State pummeled Michigan State a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So then you would figure Ohio State should beat Michigan and they always do beat Michigan. Mm-hmm. So throw that on top of it. So you really should have loved the Buckeyes to beat the Wolverines. But no, you got to go the other way. Right. And the Wolverines smacked Ohio State in the mouth because of the try by and no other. Reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, other things, but yeah, try okay. by is at the top. So of how the does list. it work yeah. for this? The ACC championship. Well, Brian, you just meant like at Wake Forest um, got killed to Clemson. Uh, got killed yeah, by yeah, Clemson. Yeah, Clemson. He doesn't Clemson know. smoked uh, uh, 
No, Pittsburgh beat Clemson. All right, forget it. This Pretty is easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so now you should figure, uh, you know, Pitt, but you go the other way. So glad you're not in charge of something important like the vaccine or something. All right, I'm still saying 39-34, Wake Forest. All right, Harry, you have been solid on your Sharp Tank picks, right? Bragging everybody. I have. What is it, three, three in, in a row? row? All right, so hit us up. This is uh, the three of you will make a bet, and I will pick right. one and ride it, and uh, hopefully my stink doesn't... Uh, doesn't uh, disgrace your uh, wager, but let's see. Start us off, Harry. Well, Sal, I hope you are right with the score that you predicted. Uh, what did you say, 39-34 in the yeah. pit Wake Forest? Because mm-hmm. I am going to go over 71.5 in this game. Battle of two great quarterbacks we mentioned here, um, Hartman and Pickett, both have 44 total touchdowns this season. Pickett, over 4,000 yards. They have a sophomore wide receiver. Jordan Addison just got mm. 300 yards and six touchdowns in the last two weeks. 17 touchdowns on the season. Um, Hartman's got two wide receivers that have over 1,000 yards this season. Wake Forest has scored 35 or more in 11 of their 12 games. They've scored 40 or more in eight. Let's see a shootout in Charlotte here. Way over 71 and a half. So right. I'll take your 39, 34 and a heartbeat. All right. I like it. Oh, the dog bed, the dog bark. That means take Wake Forest. Dave likes it. Too. <laughs> I'm at work. I'm, there's no Dave here. All right. Brother Brian, what's your sharp tank? I'm doing a really weird one here. It's, uh, I'm, I am going to go with you. You're going to find this weird for the sharp tank, but I'm going to take the Giants. I think this is a fun one. Whoa. The Giant, No, the Giants, the lowest scoring team of the week oh. at, at plus 850. So the Giants offense really struggling, right? Um, scoring 23 total points the last two games. They're averaging 16 over their last Ooh. six games. Now, now in this game, you, you either get a really injured Jones who has neck problems. So either uh-huh. I would think that could cause an issue or you got Glennon, right? Starting. So yeah. and then you then you got to factor in the Dolphins who seem to kind of be back to the way they played a little bit last year. They've done a good job with ball control with Tua. They're only giving up 11 and a half points per game over the last four. Their last three home games, they've given up 10 points or less in all three. I like the, I, I do like the Giants under here. I like the game under, but I thought this is a fun one to take the Giants lowest scoring team. I will say, what do you guys prefer though? If you were doing the, this type of special, mm. do you think it's easier to hit the lower scoring team or the higher scoring team? Oh man. Like, like this week, you know, cause you, you probably, you might have, you might have like hmm. eight teams that could go low this but week. But Brian, you make you make a heck of a Brian, you make a heck of a case there though. That sounds really it's good. true. You really know, did. there's no over under for this game because you don't know who's. Uh, I was trying to think of how many points are the Giants are expected to score here. Probably eighteen well, got, or so. Uh, yeah, you, right, you got to right figure about, about eighteen, right? Twenty-two to eighteen is probably the yeah. projected score. Oh, right. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong damn thing here. I'm it was 40 and a half. Was yeah, the, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm looking at char- Chargers yeah, Giants in case you want to see. So I, cheers, probably, yeah, I cheated, it, Simmons. I, I looked at one line next week. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you're right. Okay. So they, they do have a line. They have an over on there. So about 18 is what they're expected. I don't know. I think um, 
I think it's more fun to root for the highest scoring team. I'm trying to think yeah. of like a bullshit special teams touchdown. What what's more likely to yeah, cause like Tam- chaos? Tam- but... Tampa's seven to one for higher scoring. That's, that's right. a pretty good one. I think they've scored forty something two of the last three. So plus eight fifty as your yeah. sharp tank. Plus huh? eight fifty. Right. Let's do it. Wow. Let's kid. do it. What do you, I like what do you it well, Harry, that's your former favorite team, so you don't give a <laughs> shit. That's, yeah. right. that's why I said I like that. That's why yeah. great points there. Do you have to hate <laughs> them? I mean, they're not your favorite, but you now hate them. Uh, no, I don't hate them. I, I don't hate them. I, I just I don't know uh, how this Washington's works. my new favorite team. That's all. Gotcha. All right, Paul and Kid, go ahead. The defending uh, NFC East champion, Washington football team. I know. Very nice. Uh, I'm sticking with something I did uh, the other day. Um, obviously different teams here. I'm taking uh this uh, Cincy and uh, the Chargers to both score a one touch, one plus touchdown in each half. Oh yeah. They Wait now, how, hit you on did this, this last the other day. Week. Right. Yeah. Oh. Hit on it again, and um, I'm two for two this year with this. It's plus 110. Um, I don't think that's scaring me a little, Sal. Now, I just looked up the weather. It's talking some rain in Cincinnati, mm. uh, which could affect the offenses, but sometimes it doesn't. We're talking about a game which I would assume uh, is going to be rather high scoring. I think both teams put the ball in the end zone here uh, with uh, one. Uh, look, it seems e- it just seems easy to me in something like. Each team needs to score one touchdown in each half. I just, right. Uh, I think these teams are, are capable. I think Cincinnati's definitely scoring one touchdown in each uh-huh. half. It's going to be up to the Chargers to make sure they can keep up. But I think, obviously, Herbert here is going to try to go toe-for-toe toe, uh, with Joe Burrow here. And, uh, right. So, yeah, like it's plus 110. I get plus money on this all the time. It's really good. Interesting. All right, plus one touchdown in each half. Harry, I like that over, but not by that much. All right, Brian, I'm going to go with you here. This will oh, be a fun, fun one. Yeah, fun. Giants have the lower. They'll score like uh, six like points. It. And then so, su- Sunday night, the Chiefs will win 13-3, <laughs> and we'll, we'll lose. Uh, That'll be that. Uh-huh. No, I, do, Giants, I, I mean, do fear that. Plus 850 is uh, is pretty damn good. We're going that. That's our uh, Sharp Tank pick. Hit nice. us up at the arcade, extrapoints.com slash arcade. Brian, get that yellow hat. There's plenty of opportunities oh, for you. I need one. There is. You got the prop quiz for NFL. You got uh, a college. You got all the games, the over-unders to pick. And uh, you have head-to-head. Harry and I are tied for first right there. Um, But Harry has a new team. Congratulations. No longer a Giant (laughs) fan, a Washington football team fan. Uh, Parlay Kid, kid, you better watch out. Like I said, Washington has the Raiders, and they've got the rest of the NFC. It's got two against Dallas, two against Philly and the Giants. They control their own destiny, Darren. No, you know what's, I, you know what's I, funny about this? I think the Cowboys this? control their own destiny. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, so. <laughs> you, you know what's funny about this guy? Well, nothing's really funny about it. But Harry, a week ago, was saying, look out for the Eagles. They play the NFC East. Yeah, I was like, and I was like, oh. And then and then when I talked about the Cowboys, I'm like, ah, we have to play the Washington twice. Where are you? You're like, oh, Washington's good. I said, well, that's one of the teams the Eagles are you're saying. But so now. And then somewhere in there, you became a uh, Washington well, fan. Well, look, the, the Eagles and the Eagles and Washington were a mixed. Uh, they're a package deal for me. So, oh, I see. All right, yeah. So you you like everyone in the division except the, your favorite team, the Giants and our Cowboys. I get it. You know, they're changing a name. They really should just go with the shirt you're wearing, the Dorothy Blanche uh, Rose and Sophia. That's it. And, and your uh, fat head on the helmet. I like that. Uh, all right, there you go. Extrapoints.com slash arcade. Check it out free-to-play games. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds for Spaghetti, Meatballs, Babyface Joel Solomon. Yes, that's his name. 
and the degenerate trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Now-